G'day guys, welcome to another Fedicum episode. Today we had a very special guest, Mr. Bashir Julian. We spoke about, uh, he, this is actually his first podcast uh, outside of retirement. So we spoke about uh, his connection with the Prime Minister, meeting Khabib Nurmagomedov. We also spoke about his friendship with Sonny Bill Williams and then furthermore his, his uphill battle to get to the AFL and then his community work. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe on the video because if you don't, nothing. You're just a nice guy. Take care. So I'm not going to call these icebreaker questions then because the ice is already broken, but <laughs> let's just call them questions, huh? Um, so open up my list just because I need to refresh my memory for one second. Well, you Sorry, forgot, bro. You've forgotten about me completely. No, no. <laughs> just too early, bro. Well, like, I, thought, uh, I thought I could clock it, but I wrote it somewhere here. Sorry, bro. Yes. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, beautiful. All right, Bash. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Long overdue for you to come down to the studio, but thank you very much for joining us. I know you had a bit of business dropping off boats and picking up boats. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Life after fun. footy, my brother. Life after footy is just uh, full of uh, full of fun, full of happiness, alhamdulillah. So, yeah, it's got to keep things ticking and uh, keep it adventurous because otherwise life gets boring if you don't keep it keep it busy. Got to freshen it up a little bit. <laughs> Quick, uh, we'll do like these little icebreaker questions. Like Ali loves doing these. Ali will have anxiety if we don't icebreaker. <laughs> 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 so we have to do them, bro. <laughs> so, um, one thing that like I think burns a lot in people is when they reflect on life, they start to remember like things that they took for granted or blessings that they had taken for granted at a younger age or maybe even at a different time in their life when they actually had something and then it got lost. So what was one thing or one blessing that you think you took for granted or are taking for granted currently? Well, uh, honestly, to be quite honest, in short, uh, well, subhanAllah, we were just talking about before, the fact that, uh, you know, being able to, to learn Arabic, that's in generally speaking, obviously not fo football, um, otherwise nothing, uh, but the, 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 my connection to the Arabic language, yeah. and I'm still thinking about how can I still make the most of life by sacrificing and potentially my wife doesn't know about this yeah um, <laughs> she's gonna find out now <laughs> just potentially like leaving this country yeah with no distractions because you know to, to do it here it's hard yeah. you know it's doable don't get me wrong like now subhanallah i've, I've, I've returned back to to doing hafiz quran yeah mm. but it's on my own terms man you know yeah. i've got my teacher of course we'd, we've got like twice a week but sometimes we'll miss you know, it's like a casual, we'll have a coffee first yeah. and then we'll begin. So there's no one really, it's not, you're not held accountable to an extent, mm. but I'm still obviously progressing, but at a really slow pace, an enjoyable pace, as we say. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the fact that I, you know, that I haven't really um, connected well with the Arabic language. Like for me to to sit there and speak to the imam, the local imam, I have to talk, talk to him in, in, in Lebanese. And you guys know what the Lebanese is. Yeah, and, yeah. and mishmish. To an extent, it's, like it's not even Arabic. <laughs> it's not even Lebanese for, oh, it, for, for heaven's sake. <laughs> so for me to, to inshallah, you know, that that's something that I probably took for granted and uh, I didn't invest enough. You know, I, I, my parents took me to Saturday school and Arabic school, but we never took it serious. That was for the fish and chips. Yeah, exactly right. Well, well, subhanallah. So inshallah, inshallah, the fact that, you know, now I've got a bit more time, you know, hopefully down a track where I spent six months up to a year somewhere overseas where sure. me and my kids can learn the Arabic language and come back with something you know and if I enjoy it go back but using that as a starting point to, to connect with the Arabic language because it's super important so powerful it's the, it's the, it's the language of the Quran yeah. you know what I mean for me when I open the Mus'haf and, and read you know you connect with it to at about 50-60% you know because you know Jannah yeah. Nar yeah. Um, you know uh, Rabb those sort of stuff you, you connect with that mm. but to have flow you know, probably far from it. So that's one regret, of course. Alhamdulillah. And um, another one was, that's amazing. So you just answered, I was going to follow up question, ask you like, what was the reason you'd actually need to learn the Arabic language? And you just developed on it just to connect yep. better with the Quran and yep. stuff. So um, another thing was, um, a lot of people see you in the, they see your PR version and then they, they can only get an idea of you from what you give them. But a lot of people misunderstand other people 
based off of like either preconceived judgments or, or notions that they've got in their head about you or, or the flags that they or the labels that they put on you for example like Muslim or football player or you know like what do you think something or what do you think one thing is that people believe like you believe people misunderstand about you um that is a top question yeah, some tough questions bro yeah. <laughs> that's why i have to uh, look at them again <laughs> <laughs> no it's good so so one thing that people don't know about me or well, they misunderstand, misunderstand. Yeah. They don't know about you or misunderstand because people think you know fishermen yeah. muslim football footballer player. uh community community uh you know devout muslim to an extent yeah <laughs> not perfect of course <laughs> i think that the, the, the fact that i um you know, when you when you when you're seen as a as a role model as a public figure, people think you're this perfect thing out there. You know, they don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my uh, I've got imperfections. You know what I mean? Um, but alhamdulillah, those imperfections are between me and my Lord, and nobody knows that. So it's probably a good thing that probably no one knows. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And as human beings, we've all got faults and, and stuff like that. But. Um, so to to answer that, to your question that, that I am human and that I do make mistakes and when I do make a mistake don't judge me for that because um you know it's uh it's it's the reality is I make mistakes and and we all make mistakes so you know you want you want to be like this normal human being that's out there that's you and I and everyone else that you know, it doesn't matter if I play football or I, I grow my beard. I still make mistakes out there. So mm. it, it's a tough question. So I'm probably going around the bush a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I not, nothing apart from just that I do make mistakes out there. And please yeah. don't judge me. Mm. Or don't, you know, I, I shouldn't be judged for, for you know, for, for something that I do um, out there. That's probably, probably minimal. Yeah. Um, but in everyone else's eyes, it's probably big. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I don't know, man. Hopefully that answers the question to an extent, but yeah. even if it hasn't, please elaborate and I'll, nah, I'll, right. try to la- I'll try to answer the question. But yeah, no, nah, you're good. Yeah, um, I get 100% where you're coming from. Uh, one thing that, subhanAllah, is a blessing or for us as Muslims is if Allah SWT puts a blanket over your sins mm. or things that you do in private or the things that you d- you're not too proud of yourself, that's in itself, that's like a sign from God that He loves you, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Which yeah. is amazing, subhanAllah. So, that in and of itself, like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala guarding your, you know, your 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 shortcomings mm. is is an amazing thing, bro. Yeah. But um, I know that in footy and then in life, a lot of people were just looking for that one moment. You know, they're just waiting. They're like, we're waiting for it. You know, that one moment for Basha to slip and then for us to go. Ha! You know, media especially. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's I I probably can confidently say that. Alhamdulillah, Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala took care of me. Like, I don't know if you can, if maybe you guys have seen something out there or in a, apart from probably the punch that I gave yeah. Jed, Jed Lamb, mm. yeah. which was unintentional. Mm. Um, that's probably the only bad thing that's happened. And even that, like, yeah, majority of people knew that that's not, it's out of character and yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not in my character to, to do that sort of stuff. So, but yeah, I'm, I think I was protected and, um, Protected by the greatest protector. So, uh, the one that, uh, you know, obviously, that's, uh, you know, we, that, you know, when you have, we have when you, when you, when you've got a lot, you've got everything. And if you haven't got a lot, then you've got, you got nothing, man. Mm-hmm. So, alhamdulillah. So, but there's, it doesn't mean that I still can't mark up out there in life moving forward. Cause like I said before, you know, I'm not perfect. Mm. So, there till you die, you know. Yeah, exactly right. So, but like I said, it's I'd like to, and you know, obviously, believe that Allah does love me, because if He didn't love me, He'll expose me for for what. Alhamdulillah. You know, for the imperfections. Um. So, inshallah khair. Inshallah khair. Just just to stem off that topic in general, I wanted to kind of delve into, for example, a moment or a situation where you actually can not confronted, but somebody confronted you like a doubter or a hater, and you know. You, you had that weird one-off experience of somebody that you're like, oh, that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. Obviously, your reaction isn't really at play, but is there a story where somebody has, like, you know, took it upon themselves to tell them, to tell you how they feel about you in a negative manner? Never, man. Never, never. Like, honestly, 
I know people talk about me indirectly. They talk to others, backstab, you yeah. know, yeah. kind of terms. You know, I, 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 I live life. I just, subhanAllah, I've had this ever since the, probably probably not when I first started footy because, you know, you're always conscious of what people think about you. Yeah. It's just natural. But as the years went on, I just grew that, I don't, I don't care. As long as I know what I'm doing is right and, and, and you know, pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, you know, doing the right thing from all aspects in life, you're never going to stop what people think about you and what they have to say about you. And not everyone's going to like you. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to be on the same page. There are haters out there. There are people that don't wish well for you. And it's so sad. And sometimes I question myself, I say, really? Is there really people out there like that? And then obviously my mates say, mate, you're living in this like fantasy world. Like, yeah. bro, there's people out there like that. There's mm-hmm. people out there that don't want you to do well. They want you to break your leg. Yeah. They want you not to succeed. Succeed, And we're talking about Muslims, not non-Muslims. Well, like these days, the non-Muslims want better for you. Yeah. There's actually people in the community out mm. there that pray that you don't do well. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I actually know these people. Personally. Personally. People yeah. that I know personally. Mm-hmm. Because people will tell you. They say, oh, such and such. Um, a lot of people don't do it because they don't want you to have that, that sour taste towards them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't care. I still love you for the sake of Allah. And I'm not saying this because I'm on camera right now. Yeah. Yeah. I actually still love you for the sake of Allah. You are my brother in Islam. And I know you got shortcomings because i got shortcomings. And I've had ins- instances where people have said stuff to me that wallah, any average person in society will turn them away from their life. But I deliberately, deliberately would go over to this brother and shake his hand. Assalamu alaikum. How are you, my bro? How's your day? How you been? I haven't seen you. I've and these people at the masjid, for example. Yeah. People come to masjid, pray in the first line, but they're the first we'll to eat you. your flesh, mm-hmm. as they say. Yeah. So, really, there is people out there, but to me, directly, face to face, someone said, Basha, I don't like you, or I don't like what you do this and that, mm. what you're doing here. I haven't really had anyone in my life do that. So, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I take it as a good thing because yeah. the reality is I'm living life you know, inshallah, in a positive way. But there's people out there that are haters that don't want, that don't want, that want, that I won't wish well for you. So, and you can never stop that because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had haters out there, had people that doubted him, had, yeah, and he was driven out, and etc. We can go on massive list. So, who the hell am I? Like, who's Bashahuli? Yeah. He's nothing. He's nisha, as we say in Arabic. Yeah. Compared to Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So. You can't stop people's reactions, people's perception on you. Okay, just keep doing the right thing to the best of your ability. Try to you try your best to please Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Do your best to keep people happy, and you're all sweet. All right, you're all sweet, inshallah. You would have had to have developed this, obviously, being a young guy in the league. Mm. Um, so, how did you develop that, like, sort of thick skin to like not care about what people think? You know, because now a lot of guys coming into the league, they look up to Basha. Yeah, you know, um, and you probably didn't have like big role models that look like yeah. you mm. you know what I mean and probably people were talking about things like physical at- attributes and stuff that stood out yeah um, and obviously as a young guy we care about what other people think you know yeah yeah I, I, we all do even yeah. me I, well, like, even me like to say I'm this, this perfect human being that says it just brushes off everyone's comment no no yeah. if someone co- came and said that bro like you're you got a crap kick for example yeah. or you can't kick for goal or um, you know, you're soft, for example. Yeah. Mm. You don't go in for the ball. You don't, you don't do that. It, it hurts a bit, mm-hmm. but I've learned, I don't know, I've learned ways. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's from, from what I've learned in the football environment where you have to control what's in the four walls and, and you know, blank out what's external. Because <laughs> yeah. as a footballer, you have to, you have to learn how to blank everyone in the outside world. It's a mental game. You, yeah, if you don't, you, your career will be shortened. That's okay. for sure. That's for sure because, you know, you got media, you got fans, you got haters, you got doubters, you got you got all those hot people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, intentionally, unintentionally, of course. So you have to, otherwise, your career will be will be will be doomed. Mm-hmm. So I think I've learned that through football. I don't can't recall specific moments, but I think I've learned that through fo- from a, from a, from the, in the footballing world and the environment to blank that out and to really just focus on you, focus on. Connecting with people that can assist you and help you and guide you. So, from a football perspective, you got your coaches, you got your 
development coaches, those people are going to help you develop as a footballer. You know, if you're going to listen to your football coaches and then listen to uh, Muhammad and Ahmed in the community, they're going to have two different things, that's for sure. And if you can listen to Ahmed, then guess what? Your career is going to be shortened. Because they don't know, bro. Like, they haven't got the experience that coaches, that have coached for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did in my first part of my career. For my first three or four years, I did. I I actually listened to everyone at the mosque. Bro, you know, you've got to be a bit more selfish. You've got to kick the ball more. You've got to go in a little bit harder. You, they, were trying, they were changing the style of play to suit their own needs, you know what mm. I mean? To be this kind of this, this selfish uh, beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather, you've got to be a team player. You've got to listen to what your coaches have to say because you've got to play your role in the team mm. and you've got to benefit the team. It's so hard not to listen to those guys. In the it's hard. Well, well. And I took a while. And in the end, I'm like, then I just used to brush it off. Man, just, brother. My, my best saying was, and yeah. it was a bit arrogant in a way, yeah. but it was the way you got, sometimes you got to be very blunt. You have yeah. to do it. Otherwise, if you're too soft to an extent, uh, people will just keep coming back to you. Mm. But yeah. if you say it as, as it should be, um, I think, you, you, you know, you, you've got to, you got to do it. And I just yeah. say, <laughs> oh, I don't want to really say this. No, but no, how many AFL games have you played? <laughs> <laughs> no way. You know, I it's well, I, I yeah, said it because I had to say it. You have to and then look at it and say, you know what? None. You know, I said, please, bro. Allah. And then, and then I explain. I said, look, brother, please, bro. Allah. I know I was a bit harsh, but yeah, my brother, I've got coaches, yeah. and you know, I've got coaches at the footy club. I haven't got one coach. I've got multiple coaches yeah. that coach me mm-hmm. to be the best version of myself as 100%. a footballer. And you know what? They actually surrender. They go, you know yeah. what? Wallah, you're right. Halas, I won't say anything. Okay. So you're going to be hard. That's what I actually noticed about our community, subhanAllah. Mm. Even the, like, this is not a knock on Lebanese people in general, but yeah. just our community specifically. Mm. The way we grew up is basically the Laham Bajin show. <laughs> if you don't push to the front yeah. and make your order oh, known, yeah. you're never going to get your yeah. Laham Yeah. You know? That's yeah. how I see it. And I'm like, subhanAllah, if you weren't blunt in those moments, I guarantee you that guy would have continued he would have thought his opinion was so valid that every single thing that he said to you translated in your game. Yeah, of course. Like your kick. Oh my God, I told Basha to do that. I'm going to tell him again. Hey, pick yeah, up the yeah. ball on it's your left hand. Maybe you need to work on your left yeah. hand. Yeah. And you know, they, they might be right. Well, they might be right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I've got coaches, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, halos, it's, uh, leave it, leave it at that. And you know what? Those, those brothers that are saying to you face to face, they actually care for you. They mm. love you. They want you to be the best, best yeah. player possible out there. They want yeah. you to succeed. So, wallah, I, I can see through them that the intentions is clear. But, yeah, you've got to draw the line sometimes. And, and I had to mm. do that, particularly probably three or four years into my footy career. And, you know, well, like, subhanAllah, I've always been a person that loves Dean, that, you know, obviously wants to be this, the best Muslim out there he possibly can be. Mm. You know what I mean? Wallah, you know, and that's, that's, that's something that I've always thrived and, you know, to, to, to be. And, you know, when you look at the character of the Prophet Sallallahu it is that. But when the Prophet Sallallahu had to be hard, he was, he was hard. Yeah? He was the, the stronger than the whole ummah put together mm-hmm. when he had to be. Yeah. But when he was soft, his his heart was like, yeah. was like butter. You know, subhanAllah, yeah. just people just, you know, gravitated, gravitated towards him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not saying, but he is our example. So, we have to be like him. We have exactly. to do our best to be to be like him and in the end i'm like you know what no, no i've got to be a bit, bit strong and you know sometimes people will look at me and you know i'll give them the blunt no or brother I, I can't do it you have to because if i was the yes man well like there's people would ride you like like yeah, no tomorrow sure. you know what i mean that's why it's taking you three years to get me on board no you guys are, you guys are good well, I gotta be persistent. sometimes yeah. yeah and you know what it tests your patience, you know what I mean? It um, Inshallah, today's worthwhile for it. No, so. Inshallah, alhamdulillah. So far, <laughs> hey, we yeah. did one. We did one in over Zoom. Yeah, Probably exactly, not the same, yeah. but... Um, no, 100%. Subhanallah. It's, uh, like, subhanallah, honestly, like, I'm doing this today. I've heard, have, I've had over 20 requests, podcasts, different. You know, there's a lot of podcasts yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They all want you for the same thing. And, you know, subhanallah, I just... I like doing things in dribs and drabs because when you, when you, when you, when you do everything at once... Mm-hmm. It becomes like it becomes boring. So I, I keep it nice and spontaneous, you know, and 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 stagger it over the time mm. because, um, you know, just just to keep it keep it alive and keep it interesting. Hundred percent. Now we appreciate you taking your time, Wallah, bro. A little bit of like, fun. honestly, the one thing that Abdiwali like mentioned just two seconds ago was the fact that you were a pioneer, and not in playing footy in general, but being the first Muslim person to play footy or devout Muslim or somebody who whose identity was 
basically I'm Muslim first before Australian, before Lebanese, before mm. everything else. And and the one thing that you had to do was basically blaze a trail. You had to make a trail for other people to follow. So when they come past, they know the they know the guidelines. They have a guideline to work with. But mm. subhanAllah, you never had that. Mm. Was there or what was the most difficult thing about that? Like having to figure things out on the fly, you know? Um I guess obviously you know you make mistakes and and things don't go to flows as well when you don't have that ultimate role model um, who who kind of is on the same journey as you or was on the same journey as you you know what I mean yeah Subhanallah like it's uh, it, it it was tough it was tough to an extent but um you know for me I just like I said I just uh, you know used your resources around you. To be the best version of yourself, whether it's from a football perspective or from a dean perspective. When you think about football, you've got your coaches, you know, you've got the the wider community <laughs> to yeah. an extent. Yeah. Of course not, but um, <laughs> you got your coaches, and then when it comes from a dean aspect and a love aspect, you've got your imam, yeah. you've got your older friends, friends that are four, five, six years older than you, that are more experienced, that have you know, have uh, have, have 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 you know paved the way for you. Um, you know, I had that in my life. I had mates who were older than me that told me to do this and don't do this because we done this and this is what happened. Mm. So don't take that, that, that road. Trust me, bro. And I listened. You know what I mean? So it's very important not to be ignorant and listen. Yeah. So from a football perspective, I didn't have anyone in the community or someone that I can turn back to. And But what I did is I had a huge family at the football club, mm. people that cared for you and wanted, wanted the best for you. So that was answered. Um, Any specific examples of a player? Or who yeah, we had so basically at Essendon, <laughs> I had um, had a few players, and Subhanallah, it was, it was in my book, I'm sure, um, where I had uh, had multiple players like the you know the Johnson brothers. Yeah, <laughs> it's a <coughs> long time ago now. You know, Mark Johnson, Jason yeah. Johnson. I had Andrew Welsh as well, Adam McPhee. These guys were a little bit older than me, um, and I used to always um, speak to them and ask them for advice, particularly when I was struggling to get a game and. Uh, I just really wanted to know why because I never had that relationship with my coach to go and tell him why am I playing because he never really gave me that one answer. Yeah. It was always like around the bush, man. Yeah. So whether whether that was like he just either didn't didn't like me or, yeah. you know, it just... SubhanAllah, sometimes people irritate you in society and, yeah. you know, you just kind of like... You haven't really got a, 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 you know, a definite answer about, you know, why they are that or how you can help them. You just... You just you just don't like him, you know yeah. what I mean? Whether that was it, or maybe I had faults, and the style, I, the style, the style of play, yeah. or the way I played, just he just frustrated him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was, um, but I had that kind of people around me where they just they kept me positive, yeah. and they said, "Mate, like we see the way you're playing. Like we we also question why you're not playing. Yeah. It's just it's bizarre. Like we don't know." Um, and alhamdulillah from a din aspect I had you know patience I was taught that you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, 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 will look after you providing your patience providing you continue to do the work don't yeah. just sit on the couch and expect things to come to you keep working keep persisting and something will happen and if it doesn't that's qadr Allah you know what I mean khalas Allah's ridden for you three or four years in the footy system yeah. and that's it yeah. but because of that Allah alam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me an opportunity <laughs> far greater I know. Yeah. far greater ya Allah like and you think about my career you know had I stayed at Essendon Footy Club yeah, my career my career would have been doomed yeah. taking the supplements because it was the yeah. literally the year after that's what I was laughing the about, year yeah. after and the only player to leave that footy club was off his own bat of course yeah. was me wow out of 44 players only player you try and tell me that's not from Allah. Khalas, man. That's from Allah, man. That's from Allah. So it took care of me. And what did he give me as a result? He gave me 200 plus games at Richmond Football Club. Obviously, the premierships and stuff like that. And the opportunity. To brush it off, yeah. <laughs> Just the opportunity <laughs> Just to create a foundation for our youth growing up. If I was at Essen, then no chance. I mean, khalas, it was, it was going to happen whether you like it or not. That was Allah's plan. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you would have been a part of a rebuild rather than a actual build. Actually, yeah, so build and, and part of history, I guess, if you want to call it. A hundred percent. There's so no doubt about it. Yeah. And there's one thing, Subhanallah, growing up, that I used to like 
follow your career closely because my old man used to love football. Mm. My old man loved it. And he used to always tell me, like, oh, where's the Vic Metro game coming on? Bash is playing, yeah? yeah? Chuck it on. And I remember you racking up, like, dirty posies, setting up. I remember Tom Hawkins setting him up. You hit him on the chest <laughs> for a couple of nice parts where you kicking a couple of goals. And I hear the stories of, yeah, spots with Mashallah, grand final kicking how many? Was it 20 in the granny? No, not grand final. Not grand final. It was just... Um, <laughs> the grand final, like, kick six goals in yeah. the middle. But... Um, yeah, 20 goals, 19 like goals, and that during home and away season and stuff for that. And, and this is first division football. So yeah. when, when you're talking, mashallah, nah, this is me giving you your flowers. So you can <laughs> take it how you want, yeah? yeah but um, this is something for me that I couldn't believe. Like after all these things and subhanAllah having a very good uh, Vic Metro Carnival and all that sort of stuff, and you still got picked number 42 or 43? Mm. Yeah, 42. Yeah. And that, that didn't fathom to me. Like I was like, you're fighting an uphill battle all your career, subhanAllah. Yeah. What is the one thing that you can attribute to your, like, what, what quality do you feel like you developed over your career that helped you go through all that? Because I, I, I would have thrown in the towel ages ago. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. So I was, I was, it's, it's a combined of many things. I mentioned them before. Um, you know, it's, well, number one, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to put in the hours. But what comes with that is, is patience and perseverance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Persistence or whatever you want to call it. Because like I said, you can work hard and when you don't see results, you can throw in the tell. But if you work hard and you're patient and you've got perseverance, then you're on the right track. There's a combination. And that's the thing with our youth today. They might have hard work, but they've got no patience, man. Or they've got too much patience and I want to sit on the couch and expect them expect to make a career out of themselves. To it's not going to happen. Well, you need a combination of both. So I think, I think that was the combination where I had. And once again, it's not purely off me. It's, it's, it's guidance and assistance from people around me, people in the community, like Brother Muhammad Bakker, and you'd know him. Uh, you'd know him, he's tall. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He knows who he is. He was a massive, massive contributor to my life from a football perspective. When I was struggling at times, when I wanted to throw in that towel, he was the one to pick up the towel say, hey, pull your head in, young man. Pull your head in. You can make it. You've got everything to make it. Don't let this injury, don't let what someone so, you know, thinks of you stop you. Trust me, bro. I've spoken to the right people. You're good enough to make it. You're on the right path. So as a human being, we're weak. weak. We want to give up. Naturally, we want to give up. Majority of us, that is. But quality people around you. It's the easier thing to do. That's what it is. It is easier. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the problem with our youth today, mm-hmm. generally speaking. We just want to throw in the towel, bro. We just really, you know, yeah. I'll choose something else, man. Something a bit easier. And I see things in the community now, like, for example, people making money. Now I'm going to make this really clear right now. I'm going to use the tobacco industry, for example. Yeah. Very evident in our community. It's not rocket science. I know people who were doing their... Um, apprenticeship in carpentry plumbing work they're just about to finish just about to finish and they're throwing a tell they realize man if i keep going on this like i'm gonna earn my two grand a week or 1500 bucks a week that's not enough no you know what i'll go do tobacco and i'll earn 10 grand a week Mm. like they don't care where this money is coming from i'm just using that as an example because i see it's in it's in the community it is so sad wallah it's so sad we want to throw in a tell we don't want to work hard anymore and we don't care where our means comes from anymore. There's no like, and that, that, the reality is, as a result, there's no butterka in our lifestyle. 100%. There's no butterka, you know what I mean? So, a combination of those two things, bro: hard work, patience, and perseverance. Mm. Uh, if you've got that, yeah. you'll go places in life. What did uh, like a night of hard work look for Basha back when you were 16, 17? Oh man! <coughs> so, obviously, you got your footy training where you go and do two, three times a week. But it's not enough. You know, I mean, you're doing your, your hour before training, before, sorry, before school. Um, and then you've also got your top-ups after school. So I remember when I was injured, for example, like I couldn't run. So I'd do my, my swimming in the morning. I'd do my 1K swim in the morning at the local local. Um, local Bay Fit, you know where it is. <laughs> All right. And I used to I used to obviously ride the bike there. Or walk, come back, 
go to school, come back, and then go for my bike rides, big bike rides. So I used to do three, um, three like 70, 80 kilometer bike rides a week. So I was topping up 240, 250 wow. kilometers on the bike. At what week. age? At the age of 15, 16. So 16 when I, when I tore my Achilles, you know, I obviously couldn't run. I had a stress fracture in my back, couldn't run. So I learned how to swim. I learned to go to, you know, learned Pilates. Back then, if you did Pilates, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a female. Only yeah. females do Pilates. You know, yeah, yeah, no yeah, males yeah. doing that, man. I think that's still the thing, though. Yeah, probably, probably to an extent. So that, that's what a week looked look, look like, look like for me. Um, it was all about, yeah. And, and obviously, on top of that, eating well. Yeah. You know, obviously, investing in my own career and not just relying on mum's cooking because well, I would have been like a, oh, the size of the of like the, me. <laughs> the size of the couch. So <laughs> yeah, just just investing in my in my own career. So, yeah. And who gave you that sort of push? Because like, like me sp- speaking personally and stuff like coming from like the Somali community mm. and that, like our parents are focused on like education, yeah, education, yeah. education. Oh, definitely but wasn't my parents. That's for sure. Yeah. So. You want to tell on us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, and 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 about a lot of you, man. Like my parents and everyone's parents, they want what's best for their child. Exactly, and they think that it's just education and no balance and mm. sport is like a no-no. You know, exactly. you don't you don't go there because man, that deviates you from from studies, etc. That was that's the old school mentality. It now, is. alhamdulillah, our parents and that, not not my parents, but the new generation parents, they're they're fully supportive. They you know that balance in their in their life. Mm. Um, uh, so, so I, I had uh, multiple multiple people in my life. Um, I had uh, brother Muhammad Bakker, who was uh, and, and and Ziggy Kadua. You know Ziggy Kadua. Oh, These are two were probably from a football perspective were like my number one uh, people that I'll turn to and ask for assistance mm-hmm. um, and direction. Um, and these guys were subhanallah like they were, they were close to me. One of them was like as old, probably as old. He was old enough to be my father. Yep. The other one was like three or four years older than me and went through the system to an extent, played Western Jets, which is like the highest level at under 18s. So alhamdulillah, these brothers were out there for me and they actually supported me and assisted me and kept me going, oh okay? Um, so they were the people that, you know, that continued to motivate me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Besides the incident where you, um, you were caught on camera, and I don't know if people have seen this thing. Picking uh, Asprey's nose. Uh, <laughs> did you see that one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of my mates go like, "Oh my god, what the hell are you doing? Are you serious?" <laughs> yeah. I said, "Subhanallah." Well, I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but well if I had my time again, I probably would not pick his nose. Um, <laughs> yeah, he had a little, a little dry little thing on his nose, and I maybe I was just in the moment, man. No, so like, continue your sentence. Sorry. No, no, you're all right. No, you're all right. You have to validate what happened, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. But um, yeah, I wanted to ask. Are there any little untold amazing stories or funny stories from the maybe behind the scenes or something that happened to you personally? Very hard, man. You could have at least got me to. Should have told you beforehand. Yeah? Before, because sometimes it's very hard, Wallah. Because um, you got time, we can edit out the gap. Yeah. So, so, so something that's happened in my life that no one really knows and stuff like that. There, yeah. There's a lot of thing, and you know what? Well, I prefer to keep them strictly right. between me and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Yeah. Um, but maybe like a, a normal action. Yeah. That you know, some people might have seen. Um, it's hard, bro. Walla, when you've done that much good stuff in your life. <laughs> 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 sometimes, sometimes there's things in your life that you want to keep personal to you, and oh, you know you want to see them in front of you on the day of judgment, and that's yeah. that's that's the ones that, inshallah, will get you over the line. 100%. You know, if you're through pure. Uh, good intentions but um anything more like cosmetic level so like did you ever kick it with khabib no i didn't kick it because subhanallah i would have probably kicked it with him if i was here but we had our pre-season camp so the week that he was here i had to go to queensland and do my pre-season camp can you imagine telling david mahabi bro khabib's here (laughs) i've got to hang out with him all he's going to tell me on your bike see you later (laughs) but i got to meet him and meet him at the airport um and subhanallah it was planned that he he arrived and I was leaving, and we we yeah we obviously we exchanged uh, words. Probably didn't understand what I was talking about. Like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what he was yeah. talking about <laughs> for about a minute or so, a couple of minutes. Um, but that was a good moment. Ob- obviously, that was that was special to to meet someone who's uh, a massive figure in in the Muslim world, yeah. who's he's a role model to yeah. to, to to all of us. Um, you know, there's no left or right with him. There's a few left or right with me. Yeah. Because sometimes you've got to do that. You've got to use hekma in life, and particularly when 
you know, living in a society that's westernised and, you know, you've got to go sometimes, uh, you know, around the corner to get 100%. your message across. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people are very powerful and, uh, you know, he can do that. That's his character and that's his way he lives life and people respect him for that. Yeah, um, yeah well, I, honestly, I can't really, really, uh, you know, really pinpoint any moments and that, but, you know, I, I've got to spend some quality time with quality Muslims who are athletes, of course, um, and one-on-one time, like spent hours and hours, like Sunny Bill, you know, obviously who's who's who's, who's a close friend of mine. Um, you guys have become mates. We have, yeah, we've become pretty close, and you know, it's like when I'm sitting there giving advice to Sunny Bill Williams, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like he'd sit there and he'll have his full body focused on you like eating these words and i'm like and subhanallah and i i come up, i come from a dim perspective yeah. you know and, I, and how you know that how i loved being a practicing muslim and and being able to play the highest level and it's never you know i've never devi- deviated from it and he's eating these words up mm-hmm. you know and subhanallah it's like it's so um it's humbling it's humbling when someone who's far greater than you on the field and off the field, who is eating your words? Um, so that's that's very humbling, you know. And, and I've spoken to him, and you know, it's it's uh, yeah, like I, like I said, I just uh, being able to, to to hang around quality people who are on the same journey, same path. Um, you know, being able to to sit with Mif- Mufti Mink for a little bit as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, at, at one stage, at one stage, I had him on WhatsApp, but now I just let him go. I don't, I don't do his heading. <laughs> but having that immediate response with him is something special. You know what I mean? Uh, because these are people that you know you look up to because they're very powerful Muslims out there who have got their words are powerful and they've got a massive influence. So I'll be honest, I don't, I don't care your your status in society. Um, I mean, they probably don't put it that way, but I don't care if you're a prime minister. Let's just, I'll put it that way. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I respect you, don't get me wrong, but it, for me to say, someone was telling me, bro, we're going to go and meet, who's the prime minister now? Albanese. Albanese, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. one like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I know you Malcolm Turnbull <laughs> and Scott Morrison because they gave us money for the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> but I had one-on-one conversations with them Okay, here's one. Now, subhanAllah, I've come up with something. Malcolm Turnbull, when he came out and gave the funding for our foundation one of the years, alhamdulillah, a lot of people would just like almost suck up to him and, you know, you know, get him to hear what you want him to hear and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, I spoke about, you know, this, the state of, of Muslims in this country and, uh, and, I, and I gave him dawah, like I smacked him with dawah. And you can see his guards and his car was waiting for him on the doorstep of, of our reception, waiting for him. And he told him to wait. And I sat there, I spoke to him for about two or three minutes. And I spoke about him about Islam and Muslims in Australia and how we can continue to grow and integrate. And and obviously the message of Islam. He's he's not, he's not like, he's aware. He knows what Muslims are. Come mm-hmm. on, bro. He's not on Prime Minister mm-hmm. for no yeah, reason. Yeah, for you know sure. what I mean? He's switched on. But I gave it to him. I gave him dawah. You know what I mean. So that for me, right there, was was a statement that I don't really care who you are. I know your 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 position in society is powerful, and that's why I'm telling you because you can make change. You can create change. Mm. And Subhanallah, he was that interested in the words that he stopped. He goes, "Bash." He pulls out his phone. He goes, "Take my number. Take my number. His personal number. Personal number. Personal number." He goes, "Anything, anything you've got, any." thing you're thinking of any way i can help please call me this is my direct number and felon he was it was his number it was his number and people i show the boys at the club <laughs> yeah. they frankly, they th- i thought i was the most connected human being <laughs> his biggest gangster in australia yeah, yeah. connected with everyone yeah. whether it was gangsters who were doing the wrong thing whether it was prime ministers <laughs> subhanallah yeah. alhamdulillah i'm so humbled by that but um yeah, it's just, uh, and I, and I, I'd actually text him at the footy. For example, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't um, playing. I was in the stands, and I'll, I know, I know he's at the game. For example, indigenous indigenous round, I text him and say, uh, yeah. um, "Are you enjoying the game?" And he'll say, "Come and say hello." Yeah, you know, like that sort of stuff. So, but Subhanallah, for me, that moment was just is about 
giving him da'wah about Islam. Oh, yeah. It's not about, you know, alhamdulillah, he's, he's supporting the yeah. programs and stuff like that. But I, I, wanted, I wanted him to have a positive image about Islam. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's my number one focus. Whenever I'm talking to, about, talking to anyone, how can you leave a positive image about Islam? You know what I mean? Positive thought. Because these people have, who've got status in community, people listen to them. Yeah, so them, when they learn a thing or two positive about Islam, the reality is everything's positive about Islam, but the negativity in the media allows people to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. They're going to speak about Islam in a positive way and they're going to have an influence. 100%. So any way you can talk about Muslims and talk about Islam, yeah, and get people thinking positive about Islam. Khalas, that's 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 what I care about. For sure. So you've met some high quality people, mashallah. You are connected. So I have a request. There's actually another quality Muslim coming to Australia soon. I don't know if you know Hasbullah. <laughs> you know oh, Hasbullah? the junior. <laughs> yes. I actually did not who did not so know who he was. Who I just want to ask you for a request. <laughs> if, you request. if you do have any connections, let us know. Inshallah. Well, I've got <laughs> no, <laughs> I've got no connections at all, and, and the boys have already asked me, mates, and that. <laughs> we so love a Hasbullah. Just, just let yeah, him know yeah, where yeah. he's. I'll kidnap him, bro. It's not hard to kidnap him, right? That's the panel. I never actually exchanged numbers with Khabib, and the boys just they 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 bash me about this because I love the UFC and stuff. That I love Khabib. Not because he's he's a fighter and he's the best in the world, mm. you know. I love him because he's so staunch in his deen. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, why I love Khabib. Sure you know what I mean? Um, so if I did have his number, I probably would have organised it. But I never, I never wanted to do his head in and obviously ask for his number and stuff like that. But um, a couple times we've on on Instagram and that, mind you, I don't know how to use Instagram properly. His his reply back and stuff like that, whether it's him or his agent, mm. whatever it may be. But yeah. um, look. At the end of the day, if it's if it's gonna benefit me from a dim aspect, I'm happy to invest. But if it's not, I just let people be, man. Yeah, that's, mm. that's 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 reality. I think one thing also, Pasha, you've done very well is going back to the whole conversation about the youth in the community um, is bridging that gap in terms of building like fundamental skills within them. Um, and obviously with the rise of um, your foundation, which Allah Mubarak has grown like heaps over the mm. last couple of years and whatnot. Um, what was your reason for starting the foundation? Um, so, so obviously initially was uh, was uh, to get more Muslims in the AFL. Mm-hmm. You know, playing at the highest level. Definitely uh, an under-representation of Muslims in the, in the footy industry. Um, that was obviously my number one. And as the years grew... You know, we started with a Victorian-based program, a seven and eight program. <coughs> when you start getting backing, backing from government, um, and there's true purpose with your programs, people start to invest in it a little bit more. And you know, you've got people that are innovative. So, alhamdulillah, along my journey, I've had people in my life that are that are thinking outside the square, and and um, you know, want to want to want to grow programs that are beneficial to the to the community. But for me, like I said before, my my, where I want to have an impact in people's life, uh, particularly Muslims, that is, mm-hmm. and non-Muslims, is uh, is about Islam. You know what I mean? It's about being the best possible Muslim you can be out there. And if you're not a Muslim, how Islam is such a beautiful religion. Mm. Okay? that's That was my, my number one focus. Wallahi, that's my number one focus. It wasn't about the games. It wasn't about the premierships. That's all a byproduct, and it's part of the add-ons. But even like at a younger, like when I was doing the academies, it was all about you know obviously implementing five daily prayers, you know throwing in a hadith or two, mm. teaching them about wudu, etc. Um, and uh, I've gained so much more passion and love for that to an extent that that's my role in the actual whole foundation itself. Mm. Uh, I think my title, and I actually don't know exactly what my, my title is, which I don't really care. But I think it's like a life mentor. Mm-hmm. And what that means is potentially teaching them, you know, a leadership skill or two. And also the confidence to be the best Muslim you can be. That's my passion. Yeah, That is my passion. Okay? Um, because with that intention, Allah puts barakah in your dealings. Mm-hmm. And like I said, all my, sta- all my staff who are all Muslims, alhamdulillah, um, because it's 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 you know you're all on the same page, yeah. people connect that way. I said, have your intentions solely solely for the sake of Allah, and you watch these programs grow and grow and grow and grow, and Allah puts barakah in them. But make sure 
make sure it's for Allah's sake. If it's for Basha's sake or for Ali's sake or Ahmed's sake or someone in the community's sake or for Gil McLaughlin's sake or Scott Morrison or what's it, Albanese? Albanese. For his sake, <laughs> it'll only go so far. Yeah. It's just like every other program in the AFL, yeah. the only program that's has been going for that long currently is the Basha Huli Academy Foundation. Why? Because yeah. Allah puts Baraka in it. Because our intention is for Allah's sake. Because we want to see people, yeah, become AFL players. We want to see people be the best versions of themselves off the field, off the field, in life, from a deen perspective. So that's my passion. And from the start, like I said, to bring in these the youth, you kind of got to use something to bring them in. Sure. The girls is a little bit different. Our girls' programs focus focuses more on leadership. Yep. But these days, the girls want any excuse to come in. And, and you know what? So be it. Uh, and, and, and well-deserved because you know, our sisters, these days, are missing out. Yeah. You know, people question me out there, bro, what are you doing? You're introducing football to the girls. No, 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 no. hang on. I'm not introducing football to the girls. Yeah. Those girls, Muslim girls that are playing football, they've already made that choice. It's between them and their parents. Mm-hmm. I don't encourage it. I bluntly say that this is not a football program. This is a leadership program. And I'm proud to say that. I don't care who you are. Okay? Mm-hmm. Islam has boundaries. Okay? And providing, like I said before, you have your intentions for Allah's sake and you want to please Allah, Allah puts barakah. Mm-hmm. No one's going to stop it 100%. unless Allah wants it to stop. Okay? Um, and our boys, like I said, our boys' programs focuses a little bit more on footy. Okay? Um, and the girls' programs, girls' programs are equally as important, yeah. you know, which I'm very, very passionate about right now, um, because our girls should benefit out there exactly from right. all the sisters in the community. Alhamdulillah, now we've got a team of sisters who are mentors to our younger generation girls, who are, who are hijabis, who are practicing Muslims. You know what I mean? And I step in and out and and contribute. Yeah. And all I want to do for the girls is to give them the confidence to be proud of who they are. Exactly. Whether you wear the hijab or not, we'll be proud of who you are and motivate them to be the best Muslims they possibly can. And subhanAllah, there are so many stories I can elaborate yeah. Yeah. that I've seen witness yeah. through the programs. And obviously, there could be a- external effects. And when you see those results, yeah. you say, Allahu Akbar. This is something I'm proud of. Is Alhamdulillah. And that stands out the most to you, though? Or you just want to keep that? No, no, no. SubhanAllah, like obviously, because I'm not mentioning, mentioning any names. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you 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 see results. You know you see. There there's multiple multiple ones. You know one one that stands right out. She's actually a mentor now for our female programs. One sister, Subhanallah. She was, uh, you know, she's come from a broken family. I'm not sure which which parent uh, left them at a young age. So Haram, she's she's dealt with through through a lot in her life. Mm-hmm. She's got a younger sister. Couple, they were both part of the academy. Father's a good brother, you know what I mean? Obviously caring and wants the best for, for, for their for their kids. I think, yeah, so it is the father that's living with them. And these the, these girls were, you know, obviously, and, and that, that, the sessions that I run allows you to open up and speak about your life. You know, we, I run this session called the Triple H, hardship. So first you hero in your life, you hardship in your life, and you highlight in your life. And generally when I speak about hardship, whether you're male or female, you get a bit emotional, yeah. you know what I mean? And she opened up and she said, you know, obviously I've gone through a lot of my life. And I know I've done wrong. And I've done a lot to displease my, my creator. But subhanAllah, that environment that she walked into with her other sisters, good staff, Muslim sisters, um, gave her the confidence. She walked away from the program. She put the hijab on within weeks. This is a girl that's off track. It's off track. She found guidance through being a good in a good environment, okay? This is one of many examples. She wears a hijab now, very, very confidently, okay? She practices. And then when you get personal messages from her father saying, the foundation, what has done to my daughter, I can't thank you enough. That's one of many examples, wallah. Mm. Okay? That, for me, is like... The, what is it? The, the cream on the cake? Yeah. Cream yeah. On the oh, the cherry on top. Cherry on top. Yeah. I don't know. I'm shocked with that. <laughs> that sort of stuff for a while yeah. is special. You know what I mean? Because that, that does just, it doesn't happen out of, the, out of the blue. You know, there, there's some powerful people around that's having an influence. 
and it's probably not me, whether it's a sister, whether it could be a staff member, whether it could be another sister that is her age that's given her the confidence, it's okay. Allah's forgiving. You can be what you want to be. Yeah. So, subhanAllah. And then, you know, you get so many, so many examples. And when you get messages from fathers, particularly for our girls' program, that's why I love our girls' programs, because when people tell you that, bro, what you're doing, you're playing a fire. So what do we do? Do we just leave our sisters out to dry? Exactly. Brother, if they don't, if we don't engage them in something, they'll choose something else. Mm. They'll get their resources from somewhere else and they could be incorrect. Look, we'll bring them into an environment where it's an Islamic environment. We motivate them to stay active. We don't motivate them to go play footy. If you want to play footy, go play footy. If you want to play basketball, go play basketball. I'm not going to stop you. you you got your parents that make decisions. Mm -hmm. All right? But we're going to give you an environment where it's going to teach you leadership skills. We're going to give you an environment to be proud of who you are as a proud Australian Muslim and be confident that you can be what you want to be out there in society within the boundaries of Islam. Exactly. And you're a Muslim. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, alhamdulillah, it's, uh, I know I've elaborated a lot about the foundation. It's probably answered a lot of your questions about the foundation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not about getting plays into the AFL. That's a byproduct. Yeah. We'll do everything we possibly can. We've got for our boys. We've our boys. We've got, we've got scholarships that we've give we've given to our boys. We're now investing more than ever into our boys. We follow their progress, and now we're seeing more than ever, our young boys playing at the highest level. I think they call it NAB League now. It was TAC yeah. Cup mm -hmm. back then. Oh we've got yeah. I think four or five boys playing on the under 19s competition. So a lot we're in a great position, inshallah. And inshallah, we'll motivate them, continue inshallah. to encourage them to, to, to follow that path. And hopefully we can get a few Muslims. One uh, thing I love about your foundation with the boys mm. is your Abu Dhabi trip that mm. you do. I'm not too sure <laughs> how... It, I love it as well. I'm not too, too sure late, how it started. should have started the foundation two years earlier. Imagine if we got to go. Yeah. 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 You, got, you reckon you would have got the gig? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and no it's doubt. not because you know me, that's for sure. <laughs> You've got to be just with your selection, that's for sure. Yeah, no um, yeah how did it all start? We, we started in 2016. We went to Qatar first, um, okay. which was very, very, uh, uh, was, which is, um, yeah, it's one of our favorite programs because we've got to travel, travel the world, yeah. of course. Um, and then we get to do our Amrod trip straight after it, which is great. Oh, wow. Know, yeah. But um, yeah, we actually do our Amrod trip, not with the boys because we weren't allowed. Okay. Uh, we're not allowed because apparently Saudi is like a, uh, a red, red spot or a hot spot where. Just know. a bit of complications. Complications. Yeah, okay. We obviously got to go through our integrity team and they give you the okay so for example we can't go to like palestine for example mm. and run our program there because it's a hot spot it's a place where yep. it's danger yeah. saudi apparently was i don't know how yeah maybe because of stuff with yemen and stuff yeah. like back in the days but we weren't allowed so which is okay it gets mm. me to Amran. and i get to obviously there's yeah, also other opportunities as other well, opportunities yeah. but w the opportunity we give them uh wh why we went internationally is because um one, we had the funding, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks, Malcolm Turnbull. Two, I get my frequent flyer points up, um, <laughs> which, is, which is great. Um, my platinum status. It's always personal benefit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, Allah subhanAllah, it's, you, know, you know when you've got a group of boys to yourself and you've got no distractions, you get the best out of them. You know, we can easily, easily run it in Phillip Island, for example, or Sunshine Coast, which we did. We did actually did one in Sunshine Coast where we weren't allowed to travel overseas. When they've got the their phone in front of them, when they've got distractions, mm. you don't get them 100%. But when you have them overseas, when you put them in an environment that is Islamic, I mean, I don't know how Islamic is Abu Dhabi or in Dubai. It's changed so much. Why a lot's changed. Well, it's actually, uh, yeah, it's pretty sad. But um, still, they still have the opportunity to walk in to, an to a shopping center and they hear the Adhan. We go to the mosque. We pray Jum'ah. Okay. We're in our own safe environment where we've got them 24-7, okay? So you're building so many skills. We're building skills where they have to exchange money. You're mm. building a skill where they have to organize their own passport. Mm. So you're actually teaching them life skills, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And even on the way back, you know, because all the staff are selfish and they go to Umrah, yeah. except <laughs> one staff has to come back with them, they have to learn to go through customs to deal with Without that. You so you're actually teaching them life mm. skills. Yeah. That you know one was Bilal Ali last season. Bilal Ali, Bilal Ali had to come <laughs> no back. Yeah, he had to take, <laughs> take one for the he team and come back. He was burning. You know what I mean? So he was burning. No, actually, was, I think it was his... No, actually, he had to come back because yeah. it was, it's his first year. I remember him telling me. He was yeah. like, bro, I can't believe they did that to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Truth comes out. <laughs> right? Truth comes out, subhanAllah. So someone has to take one for the team. But yeah. 
Yeah, there's many, many things, subhanAllah, and you have them. So when they open up about their Triple H, you know, you've got them right with you the whole time. You know what I mean? So, and then you've got the elite sporting facilities, you know. You go to, you can't go past oh, Abu Dubai with this. Yeah. They've got the best of the best mm. in the world. So, it's a good look. It's a good, it's a good program, like I said. Many, many benefits. It teaches them so many skills. Um, and you get to open up them. Open up to them to another level. Yeah, you get you, the, you get the opportunity to understand them as well, where they're coming from, what they're dealing with in like nowadays as youth. Hundred percent, well, hundred percent. And with our youth today, you know, well, they're going through so much out there that yeah. when you have them in an environment where it's safe and you got them to yourself, they open up. They naturally grow, open up. And you know what, Walla, to we benefit too as staff. Walla, we benefit because we see what our youth is going through. Okay, and we got kids too. We need to watch out for our kids growing exactly. up. Not only that. When I'm given an Islamic talk, for example, or a, a reminder about a hadith, or for example, I'm reminding myself too. Mm, you know what I mean? So we have to hold, hold ourselves accountable. Or for example, another member is talking about something. We're benefited, benefiting from that. So not only the boys benefit, we benefit as staff. Exactly. Wallah, we love that moment. Because, like I said, we're a group of Muslim staff that benefit from each other as well. So in a way, it's like, it's like an Islamic camp to an extent. Yeah. extent. And that is our... You know, obviously we've got our, our, our beautiful brothers who go out for the sake of Allah and give da'wah. This is our khuruj, we call it. Mm, this is actually beautiful. our khuruj because we're going out for the sake of Allah. Because we're not only we're benefiting our brothers that are younger brothers, but we're also benefiting each other. That's why I love this trip, bro. Mm. It's, f it's full of barakah. It's full of, uh, full of love, full of muhabba. And we get to enjoy each, other, enjoy each other's company. We train really hard. We train mm. two, three times a day. So we stay fit. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, to top it off, we get to go yeah. out to go to Umrah. And it's our own spiritual time. And it is the best time of the year for me. Leading from an inter elite performance camp into an Umrah is something special. So, alhamdulillah for it. Well, I reckon that's an amazing Your probably next question is, how, how do I get a gig on this trip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like wiggle my way in. Right, right I've had my brothers as well, bro. How can <laughs> we get in, bro? How can I'll, I'll peel oranges if I have to. Allah, Allah will do whatever it takes. <laughs> it's like, doesn't well, be that Ali need help or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I need to hold this camera bag, bro. <laughs> like, you know, the golfer, they got the guy that holds the bag for him. I'll do that, bro. I don't mind that. But um, yes, now nah, thanks. Thank you very much, Basha, for coming on. I wanted to see if anyone else had any yeah. other questions. But subhanAllah, Allah, it's been very insightful. We were right. It's much better having him on the couch than it was over Zoom. Yeah. 150%. <laughs> now you can't get away, don't you? Can't get away. Well, I can't get away. But alhamdulillah, we appreciate you coming on. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on the video. Like, honestly. You lost for words, I don't, bro. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say, like, specifically. But is there anything that you needed to promote or something that you recommend people, like, look for? Or, or something that you've come across recently that, you know, you, you really think people should, like, take a look at and stuff? This no. is a very weird question. This no, no, it's not, it's not weird, Wallah, because it's, it's nothing, uh, uh, you know, different to what I promote with all the programs that I have, with all my staff. Um, and that is just, um, you know, obviously, just, just to be proud of who you are. As a proud Australian Muslim, whether I, I got my academies, whether I, you know I was I was in Perth a couple of weeks ago visiting the Islamic schools, whether I was in Adelaide visiting, it's about identity because we are we do face an identity crisis, particularly with our youth today. You know what I mean? I don't care about the oldies anymore. The oldies, you know, they're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they're not going <laughs> to change their ways, bro. It's like yeah. when you go to the masjid, the guy's praying on the chair. Wallahi Abu Ahmed, you know, you should be. He's not going to listen to you, bro. Yeah, Allah, Allah, he's yeah. got his way. But we have to start thinking about our, our, our youth and um, you know, the next generation coming through. And as we go through times and, and we get older and the generations go up, they're going to be faced with difficulties and challenges in their life. And right now there is an identity crisis where, you know, it's our young Muslim sisters, brothers and sisters, are shy of who they are as proud Australian Muslims. So just, just be proud of who you are. Wallah, wallah. You know, when you're with Allah sincerely, all right, wallah, sky's the limit for what you want to do in life. Because we know as Muslims, it's Qadr Allah. Allah has written for you what is going to happen to happen for you. What money you're going to make. What career you're going to get. What journey you're going to take. The ending of your life. But we've got to put in the work. It's already written, man. It's done. It's there. Okay, whether you get your money from halal or halal, it's 
It's not going to exceed what Allah's written for you, man. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. So put your trust in Allah. Connect with Allah and, and be proud of who you are. And I, I feel like, alhamdulillah, confidently, um, I'm speaking from experiences. Experiences. That that's the way I attack life. Not for my own bat. Wallah. I'm not going to give credit just for me, but people around me, Imam, all the brothers, um, mentors in the community. You can't do it on your own, of course. Be proud of who you are. Stay strong to your Islamic values and you will be successful in this life. And more importantly, I sound like a sheikh now, I don't know. If <laughs> yeah. But well, it's just general general, general um, you know, advice. More, more importantly, you'll be successful in the hereafter. And that's mm -hmm. what we strive for. Wallah, we strive for Jannah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you have that sort of mentality, you are successful, inshallah. So I'll leave you with those words, inshallah. Inshallah, we can implement that in our lives. Um, and alhamdulillah, we've got, a we've got the greatest gift. And that is that we are proud Australian Muslims. That's perfect. Thank you very much for watching.